Hi, I'm Robin Shea and I live 80-20. And what that means is 80% of the time I cook clean and healthy and keep it as close to nature as possible. But I always save 20% for a guilt-free Southern indulgence. Hi, I'm Robin Shea and I live 80-20. That means that 80% of the time I keep my nutrition clean and whole and as close to nature as possible. But I always save 20% for a guilt-free indulgence. Today's show is all about those out-of-town guests that are coming in perhaps to spend a holiday with you or celebrate a birthday or an event. And you don't want to spend all your time in the kitchen, yet you want to make them a dish in your 80% that will really wow. Well, this particular recipe is made just for that purpose. It's a slow-cook Moroccan chicken tangine, uh, finished off with a little sweet potato. Uh, it has richness of flavor that you will not believe, so simple to prepare and will free you up to enjoy your company. So, let's get started. Uh, I'm just gonna turn my heat on here. And this dish is prepared with chicken thighs. Now they're rich in flavor, uh, wonderful in texture, and we wanna stay with all chicken thighs because they're gonna cook to the same consistency all the way through. If we mix our white chicken and our dark chicken, our white is gonna start to break apart and fall apart much sooner than our dark meat will. So I've turned my heat on. We're gonna add just a little bit of oil to our pan. And oftentimes people wonder, why you need to brown your meat prior to, to cooking it, because it's in a lot of recipes, but there's really not an explanation as to why you brown it. First of all, it obviously enhances the appearance of it because you get a nice coating on the outside, but it also enhances the texture of the meat throughout. So don't miss the step. It may seem unnecessary at first, but it really is a very necessary step. So we start with just our beautiful chicken thighs. Again, if you see any silvering on the outside of the chicken thighs or any excess fat, go ahead and trim that off. It's really not necessary and doesn't lend to the flavor of this dish. So it's just another opportunity to clean it up. Let me add these, my may not quite be hot enough. And these are filleted open, as you can see right here. So let me add the rest of my chicken. And we're gonna start just browning this up. So my, my oven here, my stove top is starting to sizzle. The meat is starting to do its thing. Let's give this just a few seconds because the next thing that we're going to do is we're gonna add our onions. And to the onions, we're also gonna add this amazing variety of spices. We're gonna let those cook together and I'll show you all of those steps here in just a second. By reheating and cooking these dry spices, you release even more flavors. So it's one thing to take the spice and put it into a dish and let it start cooking. It's another thing to, to take the spice, wake it up with heat, and then add the liquids and begin cooking. So it will really, really uh, kick up the flavor to a whole nother level. All right, we have our chicken going. This is gonna take about three minutes to get them good and cooked and nice and brown on both sides and then we're gonna remove them. So hang with me for just a minute. Okay, the chicken looks absolutely perfect. So let's go ahead and remove it and just set it to the side. And as you can see in the bottom of the pan, we have uh, 
just some wonderful flavors that we will be deglazing with our liquid. But they're just gonna enhance to the enhance the flavor of this really, really delicious dish. So let's sit those over to the side. Now we're going to add our onion. And we're just gonna be cooking our onion until it's translucent, uh, not a terrible, maybe two, three minutes, just till it starts to become a little bit opaque in color. Now, this is the fun part. You talk about coming to life with flavor. We're going to add to our onions, cumin, paprika, a wonderful, rich, very flavorful turmeric, then we have cinnamon, which smells wonderful, and finally a little ginger. So let's take that, we're just gonna coat our onions. We may be shaving off a few minutes of cook time for our onion. So what we need to do is kind of let this simmer together. So one of the first things that you notice when all of this begins to marry together is that all of those wonderful spices that by themselves are amazing, but blended together, they, they fuse together to create an entirely new flavor. And that's what's starting to come up. You smell the sweetness, uh, you, the, the hint of heat in the cumin. Um, just really, really amazing stuff. So a couple more minutes and these onions are going to start changing in both their texture and their appearance, getting a little bit more opaque. So this is what we're gonna do now. We're gonna kind of make a little well, and we're gonna add our chicken back in. And kind of wedge it down beside the onions. And don't worry about our pan. I've turned my heat down just a little bit so that all of the wonderful flavor that is kind of cooked on the bottom of the pan won't burn. I've turned it down just a little bit, but remember that will deglaze as we add the liquid back into it. Next, we're going to top with a little bit of our beautiful fresh garlic. We'll go on top. One of the reasons that we don't cook the garlic with the other seasonings is because garlic can be a little persnickety and it can kind of give off a bitter a bitter flavor if it's um, cooked too close to the heat. So just keep that in mind. You kind of want to layer your garlic or you want to temper your garlic so it's not put directly onto the bottom of a very hot pan because it will go bitter on you and it'll lose all those wonderful garlic qualities. To that, we're also going to add our sweet potatoes and this is what makes this so perfect for, for company. I have made this real time in about five minutes. And the beauty happens once you put this uh, in your oven and just walk away. Because everything is cooked, it just has to marry up and sit together for a little while. We're also gonna add some figs. So the sweetness of the sweet potato and then the sweetness of the figs with the rest of those flavors, absolutely delicious. Get the rest of those in there. We have some beautiful chicken stock that we're gonna to top on this. I have my oven preheated to about 300 degrees because I need this to cook for just a couple hours. I'm not in a hurry. 
It can just sit back and do its thing. I've already prepared one that I'm gonna show y'all in just a bit. So I'm gonna bring this up to a gentle simmer and then I'm gonna turn my heat off, put my lid on, pop it in the oven, and when we come back, we're gonna make an 80% accompaniment to this amazing dish. Also, very quick, very simple to make when you have company coming in town. So don't go anywhere, we will be right back. Okay, now it's time for our second 80% recipe. And this has a couple different directions that you can take it. So let me start with the fact that this is prepared with bulgur and then all of the finishing ingredients, but you can prepare it here with couscous, which is what I'm going to do next. But you could also use quinoa, you could use uh, farro, wonderful grains. So kind of take it in the direction that you're most comfortable cooking with. Any of those wonderful grains is gonna be just fine. So for the couscous, I have heated up, uh, it's even parts water to the couscous. So I have about a cup of water in there and already brought it to a boil and I'm just gonna add my couscous. It has to sit just a few minutes to absorb the water, but it doesn't take long at all. Very forgiving. And while that's absorbing the water, let's talk about some of the other ingredients that we're gonna add to our wonderful, wonderful grain. First of all, we're gonna add some red onion. Now, I wanna show you a couple tricks about cutting red onion because this calls for it diced very, very finely. First of all, we cut the ends off and then we just wanna peel the rough outside off. And you can spend forever trying to get the skin off. I'm just gonna take it down one layer and then we know we've gotten it all. The way that I learned to dice my onions up that you can really stay in control of the size. Ooh, it's telling me it's finished over here. Pull this off the heat just a little bit, perfect. We wanna take our onion, remember we sliced both sides off because we want it to be able to sit flat. Um, that does a couple things. It makes sure that it's not wobbling around so it protects us, but it also gives us a nice surface to work on. Then you're gonna take your really sharp knife and you're just gonna go almost all the way through your onion. Not through, not through, but just maybe that, that far to the bottom of your onion. And always remember you wanna curl your fingers in and you wanna push things forward with your thumb. So we've gone all the way across that way, then we wanna come back and we wanna cut it down this way, almost there. So we're gonna be blending some wonderful flavors in this little side dish. We have this red onion, we have white balsamic vinegar, we have some olive oil, we have uh, some lemon juice and cucumber, Okay, now I'm gonna cut through and lay it to the side. Then again, I'm gonna make them as small as I want. And look there, you have very finely diced red onion. The next thing that we're gonna dice up together are beautiful parsley and mint. So if you have a wonderful sharp, sharp, sharp knife, then it should be relatively easy. And one thing you can do is just bound these very tightly together. Again, curl those fingers under. And then you wanna come at it from a couple different directions to make sure you get that nice and diced up fine. Oh, and it is releasing its flavor. Really, really smells amazing. 
Because there's such a wide variety of grains that you can use, uh, I'm gonna go with the couscous. So this particular dish is going to be couscous with mint and parsley. So there's our couscous. Boy, wasn't that simple. Nothing to it. And it is really gonna grab a hold of all of these flavors perfectly. Now this does need to set up together in the refrigerator. It can be cold, it can be served cold or warm. Um, if you set it in the refrigerator, as long as it has time to work together for just a couple hours to kind of meld these flavors together. We have a little white balsamic vinegar that we're gonna pour on as well. Again, that really helps to wake the flavor up. We have the juice of one lemon, as well as some lemon zest that we're gonna mix in, some fresh, beautiful, delicious olive oil. And then of course our red onion. And I think I'll go over here and use the red onion, the mint and the parsley that I just chopped up. And of course you use your own discretion. If you would like it a lot more oniony, then you can go crazy if not pull back just a little bit. And then finally, we're gonna add just some nice cherry tomatoes. So not only is this a beautiful side dish, oh, almost forgot my garlic, can't do that. Let's mix this garlic in as well. So not only is this a beautiful side dish, it's packed with flavor and will be the perfect complement to our Moroccan chicken tangine with the wonderful sweet potato and figs. So let me sit this back, get this area cleaned up, because when we come back, we have a grab-and-go that is sure to save you from making those poor food choices when you are so hungry you don't know what to do. We're gonna make some peanut butter balls that stay in your 80% healthy living. So don't go anywhere, we will be right back. So what is the enemy to really good food choices? Obviously, hunger. If you let yourself get past that point, uh, then all of those good choices that you intend on making fly out the window. So it's a great idea to have these on hand, any kind of quick little grab and go, and we do one every show. You can go to my website and download a list of all of our quick fix grab and go treats. They always stay in your 80%, and this is an especially wonderful grab and go, especially if you have very, very active boys, perhaps football players or weightlifters that really need uh, a high calorie, great nutrition, something to pop in their mouth. These are perfect. They're peanut butter balls. They make up very quick. So let's get started. We have just a good quality. Hopefully, um, when you're picking out your peanut butter, let me just talk about a couple points that you want to make sure you look for. So there are a wide range of peanut butter choices when you go to the market. So one little tip that I will tell you when you're transitioning into clean eating, Pick up the back of your peanut butter, the one that you typically choose. See how many ingredients are in the peanut butter. You wanna keep it under three ingredients, and it can range from two ingredients up to seven or eight ingredients. And the way that I like to think of it, with each additional ingredient, it's removed one time from being first-generation food. So the more ingredients, the dirtier the food. Keep it as clean as you possibly can. Uh, the two ingredient peanut butter may have a lot of separation. It may be very difficult to work with, especially if you have young children and they like to make their own sandwiches. It can be really messy. Sometimes that third ingredient helps emulsify it just enough to make it very spreadable and easy for kids to deal with. You make the choice, but that's a good rule of thumb. Okay, let's get busy. We have our peanut butter. This is chunky. And then we have just a good organic honey that we're gonna blend in. 
Next we have some vanilla. Good quality vanilla, and we've talked about this before. Try to use a vanilla source that uh, isn't a vanilla extract, that is a pure vanilla. It will pay for itself. It's a little bit more pricey, uh, but it will pay for itself in flavor. You won't be sorry. And you always use such, little, such a little amount of vanilla that uh, it definitely will pay for itself. Then we have some, some little almond pieces that we're gonna add. My boys just happen to be gym rats, doing a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of football playing, a lot of horse riding. And these are the type of snacks that they always look for when they've been at the gym and they know that they need to feed their muscles right away. So these are perfect because they can just pop them in their mouth, uh, two or three of them. And not only have they recovered some of the carbohydrate loss because they're depleted and they're tired, but they're also uh, replacing the protein. So they're feeding their muscle and that's very important. They work so hard in the gym. The last thing you wanna do is starve your muscles of that growth opportunity. So that, I'm sorry, that was wheat germ. Mixed our wheat germ in there. And finally, the last little bit is we're gonna toss in some good oats. Now this is gonna become really tacky and a little difficult to work with. I'm gonna do as much of it as I can with my little spatula here, but you may just need to dig your hands in. What a fun project for little ones though, to give them the opportunity to get in there. You can keep these in the refrigerator, put them in a little Ziploc bag, and uh, they'll be perfect. They'll keep for a very long time. So make you up a big batch on the weekends. And I'm just gonna get in here and form a nice ball. You may wanna oil your hands just a little bit because I've made the, the honey and the peanut butter are gonna be kinda tacky. But as soon as it sets up in the refrigerator, you'll be fine. You could even use an ice cream scoop if you wanted them a little bit larger and you're not so hung up on the perfect little peanut butter ball. There you go. And when these set up in the refrigerator, they'll be nice and hard and hold together. Pack it in there nicely. So let me finish up with the last few peanut butter balls and get this area cleaned up because when we come back, we have a 20% indulgence that you are not gonna wanna miss. So don't go anywhere. Join us back here in just a minute. So we've come to the part of the show where we get to celebrate our 20% indulgent side of life and nothing better than sweet chocolate, salty flavors all blending together for the perfect 20% indulgence. Here we have orange dipped in chocolate with uh, some pistachios on top and some wonderful coarse sea salt. First of all, it's a beautiful presentation, very, very sweet, wonderful and lovely for parties and just really to, enjoy that 20% on a whole nother level. Very easy to make, so let me walk you through some of the steps. First of all, I'm gonna improvise here and make a double boiler. Chocolate does not like direct heat, so you can't just put chocolate in a bowl and melt it over the oven. And here's the way that you make uh, just an improvised double boiler. Take your pot, a little bit of water in it, maybe yay much, it, it isn't, doesn't require a whole lot. Take your bowl, sit it over the top, what you wanna make sure is that your bowl is large enough that it doesn't go almost down to the bottom of your pot because that's gonna act as kind of a direct heat. You want steam heat to melt your chocolate. So take your good quality chocolate pieces and just put them right here in your double boiler. And while they are starting 
to melt and do their thing. We're gonna give them just a couple minutes. Let's come over here and talk about our orange slices. Now we could do orange slices, we could do apple slices, um, all kinds of wonderful things that you could dip in this chocolate and then sprinkle the sea salt and the pistachios on top. But let's talk about our orange slices. Chocolate does not like to adhere to anything that isn't kind of the same makeup that it is. So if it's moist, the chocolate will just slide right off. So when you're peeling your oranges, make sure that you leave the membrane intact and even pat them dry just a little bit and it'll give you a better opportunity for that chocolate to grab a hold and really stay put. So I think I'm safe here to go ahead and cut my fire back turn my fire back, give it a nice little stir. It is starting to melt. It looks just perfect. So you want to just rough chop your pistachios. If you want to use almonds, certainly you can use almonds, but there is nothing to me personally, there is nothing better than a layered flavor of salty, sweet, and then that citrus at the very end. It's just wonderful. So I think we're ready to start dipping. So the chocolate is just perfect. Let's give it a try. We have our beautiful orange slices that are pretty, pretty dried off. We have our parchment paper all lined out, ready to lay these out on. So I'm gonna dip one side, two sides, shake off just a little bit of the excess and transfer it over to my parchment. And I'm gonna drag it forward and drag it back so that I don't get a lip on the chocolate. And I'm gonna take a little bit of the pistachio and just a little bit of the sea salt. And you have to do that right after you remove it from the chocolate because the chocolate will start setting up. You don't wanna to touch it from this point on. You wanna leave it on the parchment paper until it completely dries. You'll know when it's dry when it goes from this beautiful shiny to a matte finish. So one little point on your chocolate. Have any of you ever prepared something, heated your chocolate, and all of a sudden your chocolate had the consistency of chalk and it separated in your bowl. That is called seizing and it's just the temperature is up too high. I have tried to actually recover my salt, I'm not my salt, my chocolate from seizing up before. There's no saving it, dump it and start over fresh, but using the double boiler will really help prevent that from ever happening. So I'm gonna get this little area cleaned up and when we come back, we're gonna look at both of our 80% recipes, our delicious Moroccan chicken tangine with the sweet potatoes and figs, as well as our couscous with the mint and parsley. We'll talk about our delicious grab and go and uh, I think I'm gonna enjoy one of these oranges. So don't go anywhere, we will be right back. Thank you for joining me today on the show. We prepared two masterpiece 80% recipes. First of all, we had our Moroccan chicken tangine with our sweet potatoes and our figs. Absolutely delicious and it creates this wonderful sauce that is perfect to lay your couscous with your parsley in your mint, a little bit of red onion, garlic, all of the wonderful flavors that we mixed in there. If you missed any part of today's show, please know that you can always go to robinshade.com and get all of the recipes. Uh, we also prepared this wonderful grab-and-go, which peanut butter and oats, so you have both your wonderful carbohydrates, your high-impact proteins, perfect treat for kids, something you can feel really, really good about. 
Uh, and next, of course, our 20% celebration, these wonderful orange slices with delicious chocolate, some sea salt, and some pistachios. What a wonderful way to pay tribute to your sweet side of life. 20% indulgence right there. So thank you, and until next time, please remember to always keep it 80% healthy, 20% indulgent, 100% delicious. I'm Robin Shea, and we'll see you next time.